Roger, roger. Roger, roger. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Roger, Roger. As always, I'm Derek. And this is Charles here, guys. We're ready to talk about another exciting episode of the Bad Batch. It's Bad Batch Tuesday here on the always. Roger, Roger always. podcast. For at least another six, uh, five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then it's going to be uh, Visions Tuesday. Oh, eventually. I'm looking forward to that. So am I. That one's looking really good. Yeah, it's looking great, which we'll have to talk about that soon. But I'm excited just for a totally new story, new characters. Yeah, and I don't mind. I'm assuming it's non-canon, but I don't really care. Yeah, I don't think know? it is. It's like a no-holds-barred just creative outlet what they kept saying in the trailer through the lens of star wars through the yeah, lens of that's star fine wars, with me which yeah that, that's it's a good lens to be looking through <laughs> and we're going to be looking through that lens today as we talk about yet another episode of the bad batch you, you fell into a little omega there omega episode, <laughs> episode of the bad batch episode. uh yeah devil's deal this time episode 11 Devil's Deal. Interesting title. Sounds fitting. very exciting. It yeah. is fitting because we have a setting, uh, Ryloth, and mm-hmm. we have the Empire occupation, and they're trying to make a deal with the devil, devil being the Empire. So that's a tough one to try and do in the world of Star Wars. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's a pretty interesting episode. I liked it because it really shows the state of a lot of planets you know here's ryloth um that was going through war after war and then the um galactic civil war or not the galactic Civil, the clone wars obviously and uh they're just done you know this is how even in the real world how like this empires just... rise and fall you know it's after a whole bunch of bad stuff happens somebody comes in and says hey we can make this a you know a little better. Stop the fighting. Live in peace. And a lot of the a uh, lot of the planets in the galaxy and Ryloth was kind of leaning that way. They were uh, mm-hmm. willing to just say, "Man, peace sounds good. We'll believe you, yeah. even though we probably shouldn't." Well, it's also an interesting period of time because this is a time period where people are still holding out, like. Not the word hasn't gotten out that the empire is like full on evil yet. Yeah. I do generally believe that on Ryloth, you have, you know, General Cham Sindula. I genuinely believe that he thinks that there's hope that the Empire could be a avenue for peace and that they would be safe and and prosperous dealing uh, with the Empire. Not by the end of this episode, yeah. but I, he may have been deluding himself uh, for most of the little- episode, but I think... I th- I think we're still at a time period in Star Wars history that word hasn't fully gotten out on the Empire, and there is still some, oh, maybe, you know. Maybe, yeah. But at this point in the Bad Batch timeline, people that are still holding on are getting a little desperate and kind of denying yeah. the facts around them because it's it's starting to leak out. This is the second time we've seen the Empire address a nation, and it has not been going well at any point with the general public. So. Yeah. Well, it actually didn't go too poorly in this circumstance. Mm-hmm. They they wanted to hear from Cham because they don't like the sen- other senator. Right. Um, Orn Free Ta is yeah. his name, the senator, who is like he's he, a lot. You from see Clone Wars and... Uh, episode 
um, he's in. Yeah, he's in the movie. He's in the prequels. Yeah, he's in like two of them, I think. At yeah. Least. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it didn't actually go bad. He spoke to them because he's like, I think his brother-in-law said, "You just don't want to see it yet," and he doesn't. He even told his daughter, "You know, th- fighting this much really affects you." And he's like, "I'm just done, man. Yeah. If this means peace, and it's maybe they're not the nicest guys, but you know, we could live in peace for the first time in a long time." And he. Mm. He was kind of not turning a blind eye, but like really, like you said, he was hoping that they could live together. And obviously they couldn't. That's right. They could not. I believe there was a line that he kept saying over and over again of like um, their lives, much like yours. He's talking about the people have been surrounded by war far too long. So this idea of like we've been in war for too long. The Clone Wars was like seven seasons. (laughs) It's a a lot of wars. But even before the Clone Wars, I believe that the the Twi'leks were often subjugated um, long before the Clone Mm. Wars. They just were a planet that people either attacked or they were attacked by slavers a lot because you always see as sad as it is there's always a slave uh, twi'lek somewhere whenever they show um like jabba's palace or the cat people's slave empire there's always twi'lek so i think it's canon that they were subjugated for a very long time fighting rebels fighting and then clone wars and now they're man they're just tired yeah yeah exactly so yeah and he's and he's seen he's seen how far his wars have gotten his whole life i'm sure yeah Yeah. and he's as a general yeah so um that the clone wars he was uh the general of the opposition forces he not the opposition to the clones but i believe if i remember they were having a like a civil war almost on Ryloth. He mm. was the yeah, and he was like the terrorist side. But they ended up coming together with a, I forgot who. I'm sure Anakin was there and Obi Wan. They kind of got them all on the same page to fight the separatists. It was a that, good arc, if I remember it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, we are certainly investing a lot of like this episode is pretty much dedicated to oh, yeah. getting more backstory on the Twi'leks and Ryloth and. Hera, the star of this episode, as a young, as a young lady, the future pilot of the ghost ship in Rebels. Uh, I'm. Whoa! I have, spoiler. Well, is it though? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> oh no! Not for everybody listening. I'm I sure mean, that's the premise it. of Rebels. <laughs> it's like I didn't know. We haven't watched it yet. But it's our job to report that this is a prequel set up for a character that is a main cast member in Rebels. It's not a reveal. Yes. And I think that's important because we've also gotten other uh, Rebels members popping up throughout the series as well. We had um, the... The Padawan, Caleb, yes. So it's like, okay, well, they've got Caleb, and now they have Hera. Who else are they going to bring in? And when they were showing Hera in the beginning, one of the more interesting things to me during that whole sequence was they were playing a variation of Leia's theme, which I don't think you do that lightly, as anyone on this show knows Star Wars like through and through, and you, you, they don't just drop Leia's theme on any character. So to me, I was like, man, this character is they're, top build. Uh, is yeah. be top build. They're taking very seriously because, I mean, where have we seen this story before? Uh, a young like child who loves 
piloting, dreaming of a bigger future, you know, all these things. Like, we've seen that story multiple times in and Star Wars. And you know Wars. what that screams to me? Yeah? Uh, in real life cameo somewhere. I'm thinking so. I'm thinking we're going to get cameos. I'm looking at the Ahsoka show and, think, and, and yep. thinking, okay, well. Because they already know each other, I think. Yeah, they already know each other because Ahsoka's in Rebels. And so we have Ahsoka and we have Hera. And now that Hera and Omega have met, then maybe we get an Omega appearance yeah, where she in is. Ahsoka live action as well. You know, the potential there is exciting to me. And this is another thing that the Bad Batch is doing. It's Yes, it's showing this really interesting point in time, which we've talked about multiple times. But it's also proving itself to be establishing this or maybe not like i guess you could say mandalorian no spoilers establishes more of like this is a cinematic universe of tv this is the clone wars is is committing to that idea as Mm -hmm. i'm not clone wars bad batch is committing itself to that as well and it's and it's interesting to see because these animated shows tying in with the live action shows and and bringing these other animated series together it's it's really fascinating and it's it's setting a new precedent for like star wars canon obviously and then also just for like like the idea of a tv universe which we've seen disney do with movies with marvel and start to do with star wars but they're really going all in weaving these weaving these stories and patterns together it's interesting to see that the bad batch in my opinion is becoming the focal point of Let's bring in the old stuff, old TV stuff, new TV stuff, movies. It's kind of everything is like focused around here and branches out mm. into when you're thinking, you know, how kind of like um, not really spoilers for Loki, but Loki is kind of a um, a focal point for the, the Marvel cinematic stuff going on in the future. They're, right. it, they're really taking the TV side seriously for a lot of stuff. And for uh, sure. The Bad Batch is becoming a it's becoming something that if you're going to really take a lot of these shows seriously, you're going to want to watch it. Definitely. And that's what's exciting to me, because I hope that it makes a lot of these things that we've loved in the Clone Wars uh, come out and all this extended lore from like yeah. the prequel movie era stuff come out into the more of the popular culture and i'm and it makes me excited to see all these fun cameos of different kinds of droids and different references to like video games and to the older cartoons and things like that you're like wow they're really trying to push these things into Mm -hmm. the popular culture like this is the hottest thing in star wars right now and they're pushing rebels characters so and video games was something i didn't even mention it's it's a focal point for that too that's i don't think i can think of one other example of a star wars media referencing a video specifically a video game originated planet or theme or whatever Right, and that's a good point. I could be I'm wrong. Sure. Somebody could tweet I mean, me. And there's so wrong, many but... Star Wars video games, it's hard to be yeah. sure. And there's some interesting stuff that's introduced in like the movie licensed tie-ins games and things like that. But I well, think that's you're right. Picking, yeah, you know, you know what I mean. What I'm right, yeah, a big no. thing. Yeah, no, I agree. And I just think it's a reevaluation. Uh, I I feel like when Disney first brought on 
all these Star Wars properties. They were really trying to push like the original trilogy. Like, forget the prequels ever happened. Look at the original trilogy <laughs> and look how cool they are. And then I think people are like, you know what? There's a lot that we liked about the prequel trilogy that we're actually really missing now. Right. And I think they're really prioritizing some of the strongest attributes of the prequels. All of these world building things that make Star Wars so interesting for like lore fans of Star Wars and they're bringing it into the popular culture so it's a nice blend to see and what better way to do that than through uh, Bad Batch which is the time period right between the two trilogies and it's interesting to see in this episode the Bad Batch are barely in it and they're really I was really thinking, where are the pushing. boys? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, not. it took me a while before I realized it because the story, everything was very well paced and it was engaging. And then eventually I was like, oh, this is yeah. the bad bats. <laughs> where are where they? Where is the bad bats? But it took, it took a minute before I realized that they weren't there. That's, yeah. it, that's a, it's a good episode. But um, Yeah, and when they did show up, I was kind of like nice you know when you're trying to do these cinematic universes the way like you start to kind of treat characters almost like assets and it's like okay you can't overuse them you can't fade them into obscurity you have to balance it out just right so that when you do show the bad batch it feels like you just pulled in the a team it's like it's a cartoon you can make them appear whenever you want (laughs) but you purposely hold it back and when you do see them kind of out of context of the narrative it shifts your perspective of them and puts it in your mind like, oh, that's the Bad Batch. They're here. It gives it almost this like exciting, like, oh, they're like rock stars that are just showing up on stage. You know, it's got that kind of energy and it's really well done. Yeah. Star Wars recently has been very good at that, you know, with um, Luke, with Ahsoka, with stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They, They really know how to drop a character and have people freak out because, yeah, you know, (laughs) it's important it's important and it's something like you know they could have been like and here's darth vader and here's darth maul and here's ahsoka in bad batch but it we're we're getting like the slow cookers we're getting some of the og clone wars guys we're getting some of the we're getting some mandalorian characters and now we're getting rebels characters so it's like we're setting up the pieces so if we do still holding out for one of these a-tier movie characters to come in when that happens we'll get that to get that <laughs> towards that later because i uh, <laughs> i think this is this episode is the beginning of a um a couple episode long arc this is the beginning of the finale i think this episode interesting because it is setting an interesting precedent right because mm-hmm. like where is this show going like you said this like Clone Wars likes to be told in arcs. I, we are anticipating an arc story coming along in the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. It's like what? It's I don't know. It's it's so interesting to me that they just just like let's pocket this episode and focus entirely on a new oh. character. And it's the like okay, too good for that. Where's the show going to go now? It's it's hard to tell. Um, I don't know if we want to just get into that. If we need to walk through well, we the got whole a, plot, we got of this a lot movie. more of the uh, of the episode. <laughs> we yeah, talk. there's a lot of plot in this episode. But I guess while we're talking about just the whole format of the episode, we might as well see it through yeah. because I'm I'm not sure. Like that episode ended, and I had a distinct thought: like this show could go anywhere and do anything. You know, it's not as formulaic as like the Clone Wars was necessarily, and that 
wasn't necessarily formulaic and like yeah. Scooby-Doo was formulaic, but <laughs> it was formulaic in that, you know, there's always the occurring, yeah. reoccurring characters and they had the adventure and it was wrapped up and then right. we went on to the next one. Three char- uh, three episode arcs or, you know, or standalone yeah. episode. I know what you Now mean. it's like we're expecting characters from any other property yeah. in Star Wars that could come in at any time with they, they could take over a whole episode of the show it was like a rebels prequel takeover which was yeah. super interesting so it's like where is the show going to go it has five more episodes that's a lot of episodes still to to tell a story and to start a new arc from scratch so it's like it could go anywhere yeah this i i think i said last bad batch episode that i thought this was going to be the start of the finale. I didn't put it in those words, but I said something like that. And I'm right. still sticking I... by that because I can see, you know, just guessing mm-hmm. I can see a, uh, twilight rebellion and uh... Hey, the bad batch end up coming in to deliver more weapons. Maybe they end up staying for some reason and actually join the rebellion or maybe to get out of trouble. Uh, I know, I don't think Cham's a, a narc, but, they could easily say, hey, well, here's a bartering piece if you let our daughter go. I know she she escaped towards the end, but like the the, uh, the general said, they could easily find her. She's in like a sand speeder. In yeah. a, you know. She literally so just I was could... like, whoop, like just snuck right. away. And then like the clone troopers just, you know, came in right yeah. in front of her. It was kind of funny how she was just able to like slowly back away from that, yeah. from that situation. So Cham and his wife could say, hey... You want to know where some rogue clones are? We can call them to that moon and you guys could ambush them. So there's another way to go. Mm-hmm. Or since um, daughter, Hera. Hera, Hera is now kind of friends with Omega. Maybe she finds a way to contact the Bad Batch because she doesn't know anybody else. Yeah. She's kind of lost. So that gets them in and maybe they join the rebellion. Who knows what's going to happen? But I think this is going to be the start of a big overarching thing for the rest of the last five episodes six episodes whatever it is yeah i agree you know i do remember when i was watching this episode you had said oh yeah this could be like the start of an arc right now and i was like okay well this is like a totally new thing you were on to something there so i can uh, see yeah. it uh, the it idea- could be a standalone episode but we i don't it- think it is going to be it could go anywhere, but I like the idea of a rebellion because it sets the stage for like a huge battle, but it also mm-hmm. doesn't like affect the, the master timeline. I'm watching Loki, right. so it doesn't affect it's just, it doesn't oh. affect the the pure timeline <laughs> the, uh, or whatever it's called timeline. the sacred timeline. Don't, yeah. don't spoil anything. I I'm not spoiling anything. I'm not too behind. Yeah, I haven't finished it either, but I just know it's like okay. There's the sacred timeline of Star mm-hmm. Wars. You can only go so far off before you're like okay. <laughs> well, yeah, somehow we have to get back like, to a new hope. We can't yeah. change too much. Just the fact that like Omega exists is like okay. We're we're starting away. Like how yeah. this can how this character this possibly fight? exist and not be a part of a new hope and all these other things. So it's it's interesting and yeah. I agree. Like the potential can be anywhere, but it does seem like they are building up to something. And to just introduce Hera and have it not go anywhere would be quite odd, seeing as I don't think we have any rebel stuff they in the works. We, oh, like that? I thought you meant like introduce a character no, and like then once, just have them disappear. Once this season of bad batches over the next thing we're going to get is like ahsoka or obi-wan or something Visions, like that well next that 
is canon, oh, canon, that, canon, canon, canon that could potentially right. pay off for having Hera yeah. in this one episode takeover. It, there's not she could really pop up in Book of Boba, maybe. Yeah, she, she know, could. She, it, she knows. It just clones, seems like or... too random of a story to isolate and then forget about. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, okay. I agree. Yeah, there's we something see more. to this. Yeah, yeah, there's something, something to more. this episode, but we don't know what yet. But speaking of a rebellion or rebels, mm-hmm. um, I, I, so when in back in the episode when they were in the town square and the senators were addressing everybody Mm -hmm. there were rebels in the crowd that didn't attack but they had eyes on them yeah were they were they the brother-in-law's rebels or were they the actual or or did they say they were Saw Gerrera's rebels I think they were the same group that reported to Cham that uh that her daughter was that his daughter was abducted so I think they're kind of like his they're kind of like his boys yeah and I don't know if they're actually part of like a rebel alliance, but I do think they are actually like active. Like but we're I'm loyal right. to the governor. Right. I mean, we're we're loyal to the general. Right. Um, I, I that would make more sense, but for some reason, I could have sworn I didn't rewatch the episode. I, I didn't have time, but um, there was. I think that somebody said "saw" as in "saw Guerrera." I could, it could have oh. been Sindula. Maybe I just misheard it. So that would be another interesting... I, I'm just saying that it's an interesting... Maybe they're starting to talk to each other. I bet Saw Gerrera is like cold calling everyone across the galaxy right now, <laughs> trying to get them to join their, right. <laughs> to join his rebel alliance. But well, the, the, I do also think version, like yeah. Vice Admiral Rampart, I do believe he was calling them rebels, or maybe it was Crosshair or something like that. It's like, I see the rebels. There's just a lot of rebels Yeah, there's just right a now, lot of so. rebels chatter. But I don't know if they're like the rebels. Yeah. I think but they're either, just yeah. rebels. <laughs> Either way, even if they aren't or not, it's interesting to see how they didn't attack when they were about to. Like, he didn't literally have his finger on a trigger waiting, but that's what the tension was. And they didn't do anything because they looked around and saw the crowd and they were like, all right, man, if they're going with this, we're not here to force our opinions right. on it the was people. The general's, what, yeah. I think it was the general's endorsement yeah. that made it go the other way. Right. But they weren't, they weren't like... They weren't convinced. Right. They showed a specific side of rebels where, hey, we're looking to help the people. If the people want this, we're not going to become basically terrorists because they right. instead of right. So they weren't forcing their own agenda. Once they saw the crowd change, they're like, all right, let's get out. We have nothing to do here. So that was a very something you don't usually see in a Star Wars thing. The little back and forth between inaction almost, you know. Right. Yeah, this whole idea of not being sure what to do certainly continues to permeate the Bad Batch and it's yeah. It's oh, what yeah. makes it stand out amongst all these other Star Wars TV shows that we've gotten. It's definitely like what are we even doing with ourselves right now? Are we like who's the bad guys, who's the good guys, you know, who 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 are the separatists, who are the clone, who's the republic? You know, it's not that mm-hmm. way anymore, but people are still thinking that way. So, it's interesting to see. And in theme with this, there was like a bit of a juxtaposition. You saw the rebels not do anything, and then you also saw, out kind of out of character, a clone not acting like a jerk. Yeah, that was something is, I wanted to bring up because we have Captain Hauser. But they did it on Ballast. purpose for sure. They went like the scene like kind of shifted towards him and back to them. It's like, hey, look, these are two sides, like opposite sides of what we usually see, and we're. 
usually in the Bad Batch, I mean, uh, clones acting like jerks. Yeah, but so, I thought yeah. his actions, that captain, his name's Captain mm-hmm. Hauser Ballast, his actions were very interesting, like, just to catch the plot up to where we're at right now. It's like, so, uh, basically, Hera was caught spying on a mining facility after Quotes. hearing the the mining facility with right. turrets and like <laughs> military grade weapons and all these other things but it's a mining facility guys don't worry and um it's uh you hear the variation of Leia's theme which is you can tell like okay this character is like epic big a big deal and then uh she's caught and Hauser returns Hera to her dad, the uh, general, Chams uh, Sindula, with a warning. And he was like a genuinely nice, understanding guy. He still was holding on to that Clone Wars era style of armor. And he had like a unique haircut. I'm like, these are all these things you wouldn't expect from a clone that's been Order 66. So that makes me think maybe they're only Order 66E when something applies maybe it only affects them when like they have to meet the prime directive or they, they but have what something... do you say in response to wrecker going like berserker and trying to kill everyone including Omega? because they were all traitors mm, but so she was he, caught that... spying on a mining facility <laughs> but nobody nobody gave the the kill order if there was a kill order out for people like the, you know, mining s- <laughs> spies, yeah. Yeah. then I think he would have killed her on the spot. But there wasn't. I think it. I'm totally just guessing. But, but my remember, is, he had yeah. the hesitation too when. Yeah, because I don't think the chip is. I don't think the chip overrides their entire life. I think it only overrides things that are programmed into it and i think uh, it's possible Palp, yeah. to I me i think Pal can upload something new whenever he wants but yeah it's possible well, it's how possible. would you, how would you explain him being chipless or broken chipped i can't explain his behavior at all that's the thing that i that yeah. intrigues me is everything i know about clone troopers in order 66 is like the any clone trooper that acts like him uh is has has broken free from their chip or is, you know, uh, is like enhanced in some way. But we've only seen clones acting like jerks when they're doing something the Empire specifically told them to do. When they're by themselves, maybe during wreck time, they're back to normal clones. They're at like normal, their normal selves. You know, we've seen them when they're collecting, um, uh, what are those numerical codes, uh, barcodes, something codes. You oh know, yeah, new yeah. IDs, or when they're exchanging credits, or when they're guarding shipyards. Uh, we haven't seen a clone in kind of a a really free will place and time, and this is kind of the first option, yeah. uh, first time we've seen that. And yeah. that's my guess. It's, it's really the only thing I ha- I have to explain. Right yeah, now. it's like, what did we just witness? Is this a character who is? humanizing the order 66 clones or is this maybe a glimmer of like a crack in the order 66 armor that we're seeing i'm not sure i I don't want to look into every single plot thing as like a whole theory (laughs) but this one to me was just so interesting because his characterization was so different from any clone we've seen besides the ones that have had their inhibitor chips removed or altered or enhanced 
that I'm not sure what we're dealing with because we had Cut, right? Or that was his name in episode two uh, of the Bad Batch, Cut and Run, where he yeah. was the clone that like was raising a family. He was in Order sixty six, right? He had his chip removed and or altered. Or... Did he? I have to imagine he did. <laughs> Otherwise, he wouldn't be like trying to run away. So it to me, well, you it's, might have to. Are you looking that up? I'm googling it. Yeah. Why isn't Cut crazy? Yeah. Why Cut? Obey Order sixty six. Here. We well, he go. didn't. He just see Rex. Maybe Rex helped him. Hmm. He wasn't affected by Order sixty six. Okay. Why? Uh, anyway, he's out of range. <laughs> out of range in the galaxy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what shall we talk about next? While I Google this. Oh well, I have a an easy one. So when the Bad Batch they finally you know see the guys again on the planet, uh, actually on that moon, I think it was. Um, loved the like space vistas we got. We got two really beautiful shots that I kind of w- want to find. I'm sure somebody has uploaded them as a screensaver somewhere. Uh, not that anybody has a screensaver anymore, but maybe a background. But um, there was the you could see Ryloth and another moon from that moon, and it was really beautiful. Really, somebody took the time to put some really nice art in here. And then the scene right after they meet the Bad Batch. And they're flying through the atmosphere back towards Ryloth. Another really atmospheric set piece. And we've seen some stuff like that. Background art being really nice. And this mm-hmm. is just another example. I think it's better than most episodes. You don't always see something as scenic as this. And I, I just really appreciate it. I don't know yeah. if anybody else cares, but I do. <laughs> no, we've, we've been saying it for a few episodes now. The animation uh, really is impressing me. It sounds mm-hmm. like it's, imp- yeah, it's just impressive across the board. I, it's really nice to see how far we've come from the olden days with Clone Wars. You know, yeah, the first like... couple episodes of the Clone Wars are janky. <laughs> yeah. yes. There are some scenes where like Obi Wan is walking, like it's it is funny. Some, yeah. but you know, you give it a break because that's what you know CGI animation low budget was back in what two thousand and like six, nah, two thousand eight maybe. You know? Right, right. So, and it's not that bad, really. It's it's decent enough, but this is just a league above. It's crazy. Right. No, it it looks great. And you could tell that this was a very ambitious episode like when compared to the whole season, it was really long. It they they it didn't they feel long though. How music. long was it? It was one of the longer ones. It was nearing 40 minutes, I think. Wow. But don't I didn't co- even realize. Don't hold me to that. But No, I I believe I'm sure it was longer than what they usually run like 26 minutes something like that. Right, right. But I think this was in the 30s. That's it. Didn't feel like it. This was a very smooth episode. A lot going on. Yeah. Even though the Bad Batch was in it for like four seconds, <laughs> the Bad Batch was barely in it. It's true, but it's um. Yeah, it raises some interesting questions here. It, man, I, I'm still trying to. This cut thing is actually quite interesting. I don't think anyone truly knows, and there's theories. Really. Uh, that's surprising. They, that they, the big, the going theory is that his inhibitor chip was never activated because he never received the order. Oh right! Didn't the Empire think he was dead, or the the uh, the the, uh, 
the hell um no official Republic. explanation has been given for why cut was unaffected but what has been seen of him and other clone deserters suggests the possibility that um he just if if the Rep- my guess is if the republic thinks you're dead because he died on a they thought he you know left for dead he thought he was dead on a mission why and they change that in the registry cross him off he doesn't get a signal because they think he's dead why yeah, well, the they say Order 66 had to be activated, which if he never received the order, it was never activated. Mm-hmm. There's also a theory going that, like, maybe some maybe some uh, clone troopers have, like, enhanced willpower against the inhibitor chip. Uh, a theory, like, some inhibitor chips aren't going to be perfect. I like you know, mine better than but, those. I think the going theory is just that he had already deserted by the time Order 66 was executed, and so he just never received the order and never had to do anything. But, I mean, it, it's... I. It, uh, it, it still raises some questions for me. for me. Like, there's still a lot of Order 66 questions that I have now, both about Cut and then now about uh, Captain Hauser here. So it's like... I mean, I'm not expecting clones once Order 66 is activated to just be walking around like robots. Well, that's what we've seen so far. But you know? that's what we've seen. And then we've seen almost like a zombie movie, like you've been bitten, you know, yeah. <laughs> when uh, when Rex showed up and he was like, you guys all have your inhibitor chips. And he, <laughs> it's like, it's, he like brings his hand to his gun. I mean, we do know Rex Easy paid cut. Rex. Yeah, Easy. we do know he paid cut a visit. So I'm sure he told cut about it. And yeah. Uh, but there's nothing in the story so far confirmed that he's had the chip removed or altered. Just that Cut did was paid a visit by Rex before the Bad Batch arrived, which is interesting. Yeah. But why wouldn't Rex have like you know reached for his weapon dealing with maybe Cut he did. as well? Maybe he did. I don't know. But maybe he removed it. You know, maybe mm-hmm. it took him somewhere. I'm, I, I there's think that- some interesting ideas around Order sixty six that I I. Think they're kind of building up to, but I don't know for sure. Captain Hauser is certainly on the end of the spectrum where he seems like he's very much himself, just loyal to the Empire. Yeah. But he still has this moral compass part of him that is causing him to kind of delay on some of the orders. Like, but she's just a child, and you know things like that, which. Crosshair would just torture, no problem. <laughs> what we've seen from him, but Hauser is showing some resistance in some way, and then maybe Rex got to him. Who knows? Uh, maybe I'm still my my best guess is that they're not direct Empire orders, so they're not sixty sixable. Mm-hmm. And then if they choose to make them sixty sixable, then they don't they follow without question but yeah, who knows i'm sure we'll see this is what i'm saying there's a lot of questions that are popping up in these episodes and it's because it's going to be the beginning of the end and one of the questions that we had from an order 66 clone by the name of crosshair was what was the extent of all that damage even last we saw him he was like all wrapped up in bandages but he seems to be doing really great actually <laughs> um he does have some decent scarring exactly where the chip is by the way yeah 
Yes, yes. People have been mentioning that. There's been murmurs of it. It's so funny. Every time a clone gets, it needs to be a meme, like clone gets damaged near like chip yeah. area. And then it the was media is just like though, freaking not out. impact. So I don't know if that's really going to be, I don't think that's going to be a plot point. scarring, there's trauma. It's just int- like, it's so obviously in the exact same spot as the chip but his behavior has not changed at all no so and remember his chip is like cranked up to 11 yeah yeah he's been further enhanced so that's an interesting that's an interesting exploration there but he seems totally great he's still sharp shooting as always mm-hmm. you know no problems shooting on tractor devices and shooting down ships in one shot uh assassinating senators no problem yeah that was pretty hardcore yeah <laughs> they're just like in the background they're just putting his body on a stretcher and like wheeling him away it's well like, like it was a uh it was like a pallet for moving weapons because yeah. <laughs> he's so big yeah, he's a big boy that's right it's like, oh, i would say they did him dirty but he's always been kind of a jerk um but yeah he's always been kind like of like a personification of a bit of a greedy of guy of the of the faults of the republic yeah kind of, yeah like the overblown bureaucracy of the republic essentially yeah and he certainly seems that way i didn't think they would just snipe him though <laughs> yeah. well there's there's like a novelization in star wars canon like um something about this what's the name of the book it's something about the sith it's one of those Sith books where apparently he's in it. So Sith there's Holocron? like, no, I forget the name of the book. I'll look it up. But uh, basically, he's in it. So there's like a timeline discrepancy. But Disney does not care about the novelization. So no, this Anything is on the definitive. Is canon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. So it was just an interesting little tidbit. There, yeah, there's, there's a guy I listen to on YouTube, Eckhart's Ladder, and his canon like philosophy is screen is basically you know triumphs all then anything else that doesn't contradict that in like novelizations or other forms of media you Mm -hmm. go to that and then there's also some of the encyclopedia stuff which is like slightly above that and i think that's a solid way to look at it so it's not really a retcon or anything it's screen is the winner so right and it was lords of the sith was the novel that he appears in so that's for you guys for you novelization fans out for you novel fans out there there you go a bit of a discrepancy there with senator orn Ta, but it is what it is big uh, big orn Ta fans is getting mad yeah all you orn Ta fans are like what happened how can you do this them. to us you know <laughs> yeah you guys got it a little dirty this time around but it's unfortunate, but that's hey, that's how the world works. You know, you can't save everybody, and it is what it is. We anything else? Let's see. Uh, so let's see. So yeah, we left with uh, Cham, uh, General Cham. There is arrested. Uh, then we have uh, Hera escaping. So it sets up something who knows where it's going but i kind of like the idea of the bad batch maybe having another run-in with Hera, maybe a little twi'lek rebellion but we've already seen one in the clone wars basically i think that's my bet 
if I had to pick. That's a that's a safe bet. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see more Star Wars. But my question to you now, Derek, is this episode barely having the Bad Batch in it was a surprise to be sure. But oh, yeah. was it a welcome one? Um, I wouldn't say a welcome one, but I wouldn't say I'm pretty neutral towards it. Here's why. Hmm. I really liked the episode. And like I said, I didn't realize that they weren't. I didn't consciously think, hey, where's the Bad Batch for a while. Mm -hmm. I was enjoying the episode. There were really good plot setups. I could tell this is going to build up to uh, the rest of the season. But you know what? I do like seeing the Bad Batch. I like seeing them a little more. <laughs> I like seeing action. So I do I do like that. I wish we had a little more of that. But I'm not at all mad or or it doesn't take away from the episode is what I'm saying. That's well said. I think my sentiment is the same. It feels kind of strong to say this was welcomed. Like, oh, yes, I've been looking for right, like, a less, new character, like yeah. a new branch, no less Bad right. Batch. Or like, but I'm sick of them. Let's see somebody else. Yeah, I, I am not sick I of them. I do no. like to see Star Wars taking some, just like Star Wars big picture, taking some of these creative risks changing things up subverting expectations subverting expectations there was you know, say in, a, in a way that doesn't suck in a real way that actually yeah. was thought out I it's think like, like an artistic yeah. way that dives into more of the star wars expanded universe into tie-ins to other shows it's it's something I different it. yeah That's and i i welcome that i welcome yes, the creativity yes. I, that, mm -hmm. and if that's what these guys want to do if that gets their creative juices flowing then i welcome that completely i thought this episode was very good i enjoyed it was it my favorite episode of the series so far no mm -hmm. but i did enjoy it and i like the ambitious nature of it and it's nice to see over you know halfway into the series that they're still changing things up and shaking things up and that's what i like keeping it interesting so yeah. that keeps me super excited because it's so easy to be like okay look this wasn't the next mandalorian let's just pack it up and call it a day but they're like no we're in the process of building something right now oh, yeah. we need to work on this episode just as hard as like the pilot so i'm glad that they did put all that creative energy into it and that i welcome fully i just would love to see more you know i've been falling in love with the bad batch i want to see more of them <laughs> which i don't think they're gonna do another episode in a row of just no bad batch but they might i wouldn't put it past them but i doubt uh, it i doubt I think this was we just gotta like a get this fun finale episode, going. You know? No, we got to get the finale going. We've got five. That's so many. I'm telling you, this is going to be a th the way the end of the Clone Wars seasons, the final season, season seven ended. It, I think it was either a three or four episode arc. They got longer. The whole structure of the final season was like three arcs. I think we're going to get a big arc, and this is the beginning of it. I'm telling you. You could be right. I mean, we could get two more episodes of this and then another three. That could be something totally different, though. It's like five well, isn't is it a two, lot. Two and then three? How many episodes are left? Five? Five. So we've already had yeah. one. So two more would get you to three left. 
and then you'd have so you would oh, have a possibly. three and then another three. You hear what so I'm the saying? So Twilight Rebellion arc could be would three be episodes three episodes. Three. So we could have two more, and yeah. then that would leave us three more to do whatever we want. Like yeah, the show can still sense. go anywhere. There's still a lot of yeah. episodes left. We're gonna be that here for five more, more weeks, guys. I know, but I want that. I want <laughs> a, a crazy arc. Yeah. I want that. But I, it does make more sense to you know wrap this up in a three episode arc and then do something else. But I'm fingers crossed for this is the beginning of a mega arc. I think so. I, I think the It'll Bad Batch, if it, anything, least. is doing a great job of tying these things together. So yeah. I think just for that reason alone, we're going to see a lot more exciting stuff, a lot more new slash old familiar characters, and yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I I am happy to see what the Bad Batch is doing in the world of Star Wars TV, and I am looking forward to these it. last five episodes. Yeah, I know. I feel like we're already kind of winding down, but guys, it's we still family. have... It's a. It's all about family. We still have five more Bad Batch Tuesdays to go. You know, this isn't goodbye by any means. We've got over a month of Bad Batch Tuesdays. I have to mentally prepare now. <laughs> but yeah, get mentally prepared now, because it's going to go by fast. <laughs> it is going to go by fast. Granted, yeah, honestly, we only I get a short break, but yeah, it's it's going to feel like a while. It's going to be short to get through the Bad Batch, and then it's going to be so long until we get visions. So here's hoping we get some. And then we get Boba. So, I mean, we got some exciting stuff this year for Star Wars. It's just, you know, we're going to miss Omega. <laughs> going to miss Teak. Omega. And Teak. Hot oh, there, there was like a funny... There was a funny... um thing with tech this episode right where it was like oh i drive by feeling and he's like what are you talking about yeah (laughs) he's like what are feelings yeah omega is like uh what you say and you know flying you is by feeling he's like what feeling (laughs) i don't feel anything describe this feeling in depth (laughs) and how it drives the ship i I need bullet points (laughs) and citations yeah, I mean that—that's funny. I was a big—I I was a big fan of that moment. I was like, "Oh, tech. I think Echo gave him a look too, which was <laughs> yeah. funny." Somebody, I, somebody gave him like a shifty eye. Yeah, that was one of those like they did one of those cuts right after that. Yeah. You know, it's like that's the joke, people. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> tech doesn't know what emotions are. <laughs> he literally is trying to figure out how he can drive the ship by some kind With of feelings. feeling. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> he's so literal he doesn't get that? intuition yeah <laughs> so that that i appreciated this so the little bit we got of them was charming and infectious which well yeah. done well done and guy i think unless you have anything else to add derek i think that is it that is a wrap on bad yeah, batch episode so. 11 devil's deal Okay, well, guys, you heard it all. This was a this was an interesting episode, a little bit of an aside for the Bad Batch, but we enjoyed it nonetheless. If you like what you heard, if you have your cut theories on the Order 66 and maybe your Captain Hauser ballast theories, send them my way. I'm very interested in that because, you know, I'm not so... I'm not so sure that it's just something like, oh, clones can do whatever they want. Yeah, I'm skeptical. That's the correct word for it. Uh, (laughs) If you guys have any kind of Rebels knowledge, I'm sure we're going to get more Rebels characters, but, you know, I haven't seen Rebels, so I don't know. And then, uh, yeah, that's it, guys. Was this a surprise episode? Maybe. But was it a welcome one? Let us know. And, uh, yeah, that's at RogerRogerPod on Twitter and Instagram. 
And you could be the first person to post on the Facebook. Oh. Even if it's just first. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never even been on a Facebook page. So. I, I don't think I have been either. <laughs> and I said it's there. It's there for us to enjoy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just there. Twitter and uh, Instagram are really the place to be, guys. But for, sure, if you're, for sure. If you're big on Facebook, go for it. Yeah, yeah we're there as well. And But you know what? Just listening is incredible and thank you for doing that and uh i think we're done here guys yeah see you guys next time goodbye roger 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 Roger.